WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latte from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. This is all of it. I'm Allison Stewart. Free museum entry alert. Courtesy of the Frick Collection, which is temporarily calling home the Brewer Building at Madison and 75th. This week, the Frick announced that kids from 10 to 17 can come see the collection for free from now until the museum heads back to its original home on East 70th, 70th Street, which is getting a major overhaul. What challenges and opportunities did it present to rethink a collection for a new space? Let's ask Frick Collection curator Amy Eng. Amy, welcome. Thank you, Allison. And you have a lot of fans at the Frick. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I'm going to ask a super basic question uh, Mm -hmm. that someone might be afraid to ask, but that's part of my job. What is the origin of the Frick collection? It is the private collection of the industrialist Henry Clay Frick. So it it is a collection that lives in his home, his family home, that he always was intending to leave to the public as a museum. The collection has moved from because of this huge renovation of the original space. What kind of renovation are we talking about? It's not a huge renovation. <laughs> it's more of an enhancement project. This is a landmark building. We, we want to keep a sense of the house so you yeah. feel like you are still going into the Frick House. Um, but we are opening up things like the second floor was always off limits, up the grand staircase. Nobody could ever go up. Now those sort of old bedrooms, the the historic bedrooms, are going to be gallery spaces for smaller scale objects, and people are going to be able to go up those stairs like the Frick family uh, did in 1915. That's exciting. I I think that's Mm kind of huge to get to go to the second level. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Take us into the planning and the strategy to move a collection to a, a very different space because the Met Brewer is modernist and brutalist and obviously the family home is this gorgeous Gilded Age home. So what we wanted to make sure was that we weren't going to miss this opportunity. This, Without exaggeration, this is the most exciting moment in the Frick's 90-year history, almost 90-year history, moving the entire collection out of its original setting of this Gilded Age mansion, very refined, a little intimidating to newcomers, to a totally modernist, brutalist building. Um, and what we didn't want to do was sort of recreate the Frick at the Breuer building. You know, we wanted to give that sense of a totally different look. Um, and so it did take a lot of research trips and sort of what, what, you know, what relationships can modernism and Renaissance Italian paintings have. Um, and it really was sort of operating under the philosophy that how you experience a single work of art can totally change depending on how, where, the setting in which you see it. 
Um, so we really took that to heart and, and we want to take one important thing from the Frick. When you go to the Frick, it is an intimate experience. You have a direct access to works of art, no glass on, on paintings, no vitrines, no stanchions, nothing. You feel like you're there. And we wanted to bring that also to Frick Madison. So that's what you get. You get a very, very direct experience of works of art. My guest is Amy Ang, curator at the Frick Collection. We are talking about its temporary home at Frick Madison at Madison and 75th Street and about some of the opportunities and challenges of moving a collection. All right. One of my producers just wants to know how. How do you move the art? <laughs> <laughs> one by one, very carefully. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is, a, as you can imagine, the moving of the collection, it was a very long process um, because it really is a one by one thing. Each object has to be, you know, things that haven't moved for 100 years or so um, are pretty fragile. And so you have to make sure that they have the right kind of crates, cushioning and protection um, and the right kind of people who know how to move them. So and even though it was only five blocks away, this is a major ordeal. I can imagine. I actually can't imagine. It sounds it sounds enormous. What's something that we might see at Frick Madison that will really feel different or is truly different than it was? Yeah, at the I'll, original give home? The, I'll give you the example of um, one of our, our prize paintings is a painting by Giovanni Bellini. It's been called the most beautiful painting in America. It's, it's certainly one of the most important Italian Renaissance paintings in America, Bellini's St. Francis. And normally in the house, it's in what's called the living hall, surrounded by two Titians across from Holbein with a couch and tables and porcelain and curtains, etc. We built its own little chapel um, in Frick Madison, and it faces only one thing, um, a window out onto 75th Street. So it communes with this natural light. And this has been one of the most, um, I think, compelling examples of how how you see a work of art can really change the way you experience the same object. Um, for example, um, the late Peter Sheldhall, who had written about the Frick and written about Bellini for decades for The New Yorker. He came to visit um, when we first reopened, when we first opened at Frick Madison, and he sat in front of that Bellini for half an hour wow. and said, I have seen things in this painting here that I never noticed for the last 30 years um, back in the house. So that's uh, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. We just give each object a different way of, of being seen and a lot of space around it so that it can just have its own moment. I just had this moment of thinking that could apply to our lives. Put yourself Absolutely. in a different situation. Put someone else in a different situation and see how you experience it. Absolutely. We I'm, Honestly, as a staff member, I feel different in this building as well. Um, curating and the way I talk about art, the way I interact with the public is different um, in the Breuer building. And, and I think it's a really great shakeup thinking about the future of the Frick when we move back to the mansion, to the historic home, that it's not a step to the past, but a step to the future, mm -hmm. having learned something in this space. My guest is Amy Eng. She's curator of the Frick Collection, which is now at Madison and 75th. Uh, I understand that the, is it the clocks are having a moment? <laughs> the clocks are having a moment. Um, yes, there are certainly uh, a display of clocks that aren't normally seen. And we have a special exhibition on um, celebrating a gift from the Alexis Gregory collection um, that includes a bit of a Kunstkammer sort of cabinet of curiosities. And among them are two uh, pretty amazing clocks, one in the shape of it's a gold rhinoceros <laughs> surrounded by jewels and pearls um, and 
Yes, it, they definitely need to be experienced in person. I, I can't really describe it because mm -hmm. it sounds a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know, it's not just a, a collection of paintings. There are all sorts of interesting objects. Would you share a, a few of the, the greatest hits? Sure. So in addition to the, you know, the Rembrandts and the Titians and the Vermeers, um, we also have a great collection of sculpture. Um, so Renaissance sculpture, Verrocchio, um, all the way to the 18th century as well, Udon. Um, the decorative arts is a really big part of this collection that often goes under noticed, I think, in the house because it feels like part of the decoration. And especially these objects like clocks, like carpets, like vases, like furniture um, that suddenly in Frick Madison have a life of their own and, and become art objects and not just supporting players to the paintings and sculptures. Oh, that's so interesting. That idea that if they're in this concrete building and not up against something else of the period, it, they actually really stand out. You actually can see them in a different Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Right. So Sevres porcelain made in the 18th century in France, so delicate, you know, so shiny, so fragile, up against concrete grids. You know, it, it really is. It, it, materially, it's a very different experience. I mentioned at the top of the segment that this policy, which I thought was so interesting, I follow you all on Instagram, I thought, oh, that's really interesting that they're going to have kids come in between 10 and 17 for free. Tell us a little bit about what went into that decision. Well, we've always loved engaging with youth um, from ages 10 to 17 through school programs. And we wanted them to be able to come in um, beyond those school programs with their families. And um, part of it is, you know, a, a lot of us who've been at the Frick for a while have heard from a lot of people, you know, I remember my first visit to the Frick, you know, my mom took me and I just couldn't believe, you know, I saw this Rembrandt. And it's those sort of initial formative experiences that are totally, you don't have to know anything about Rembrandt mm -hmm. to, you know, have some kind of visual uh, response to his painting. Well, we didn't want to limit that to only people whose moms could take them and pay for their tickets to the Frick. Um, we wanted that to be uh, an experience that not just local New York City kids, but any kids from around the world from 10 to 17 can come in and feel like they are welcome and they have a place to have those experiences. And it's my understanding that kids under 10, um, while we love them, because everything is so accessible, probably you've made the decision that that's not the time yes. to try out your kids' willpower. <laughs> that, way. that has been a longstanding uh, regulation. We have a, a waiver from the city and it, simply because of the safety of the objects. We do have porcelain set out on tables that if you do knock into them, they will fall over and break. Um, it, because we want to preserve that sense of the house and the intimacy and the directness without stanchions and barriers and bars, um, it does mean that kids can celebrate their 10th birthday <laughs> at the Frick. <laughs> what are some programs you're excited about? Um, I'm really looking forward to my next exhibition, which is something that um, has really come out of being in this new place. Um, in the fall, I'm opening an exhibition, uh, co-curating it uh, with consulting curator Antoine Sargent on the art of Barclay L. Hendricks. Um, and Barclay Hendricks, for those people who don't know, was the first really Black American artist who took old master paintings, European style, and painted his contemporary Black contemporaries, mm -hmm. friends, strangers, family. Um, and this was you know, in the 60s. The Frick was his favorite museum, and this is the place to do it, yeah. And for people who, who Antoine's been a guest on this show, but if you would share a little bit more about Antoine and, and his role as a co-curator. 
Yeah. So uh, we we were chatting one day about programs at the Frick. I you know I was introduced to him, and he suggested Barclay to me, um, and he he said it in a way that was. You know, when we're thinking of contemporary artists at the Frick, we can't just put anybody there. I mean, this is this is just a social conversation. Yeah, sure. um, who would Frick have collected if he was collecting now? And that was sort of the idea. Barclay Barclay's paintings are so refined, so smart. They're you know they're so grand in their manner and and in their skill that it does seem to be the kind of paintings um, that Frick, if he were collecting now contemporary art, he would go for. And I know you've been asked this a ton of times, but I'm going to ask it out of journalistic integrity. When do we think that the original Frick will reopen? <laughs> so we have about another year at Frick Madison, which I think for those who have are just coming out to travel, and we have had a lot of international people say, I wanted to catch it before you go back. We have about a year. But remember how long it takes to move a collection. <laughs> so... <laughs> Case in point. Amy Eng is a curator at the Frick Collection, currently at the Brewer at Madison and 75th. So if you've seen the Frick in its original home, as Amy has explained, it's a different experience seeing it in this new space. So you might want to check it out. Also, just um, for folks who are on a budget, you have pay what you wish nights? We sure do. Thursdays from four to six are pay what you wish. Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Allison. This is all of it. WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off.